What up, yo? It's your boy, Kev, on stage. I am honored to sit, even virtually for a moment, with the man, the myth, the legend known as Country Wayne. Now, we're going to talk about Country Wayne's book but in one second. But first, Wayne, you're going to have to sit here and you're going to have to take this appreciation for what you done did. You hear me, Wayne? Don't say nothing, Wayne. I don't want to hear nothing. You sit here and you take this love. Now, y'all listen to me. Country Wayne has built a digital media empire, okay? Now, when you ask me, Kev, who inspires you? Oh, Tyler Perry, is it Oprah? Is it, it's Country Wayne. See, I could look across and say, hey, Country Wayne run about my age. Yeah, he is. Country Wayne said, okay, forget TV. Let me take this iPhone out of my pocket and let me shoot a three-minute and 30-second sketch every single day. Wayne, do you know how many times I thought about trying to replicate your model and said, you know what? I can't do it. I can do a lot of things. God done gave Wayne something he didn't give to me. I can't think of 7,000 sketches. I don't know how you, they was doing them in one take, y'all. I once saw a video where somebody had tabulated, I think it was Wayne people, tabulate all the views they amassed far more than television is amassing today. Wayne took television talent and gave it to us every day on our phone. He saw it before most saw it. Wayne got a movie out on Prime Video. Wayne is doing tour. Wayne got a basketball court. Wayne had a, a Rolls Royce delivered to his home. But all that stuff is not as inspiring as Wayne is an employer of people. People got W-2s because country Wayne is following his purpose. That, to me, is the most inspirational thing. Other people paying their bills because of you following your purpose? Oh, that's God-given talent, God-given ability. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome country Wayne. Wayne, how you doing, sir? Hey, man, when I go to heaven, I want you to introduce me. So, uh, <laughs> give me a good chance of getting in, man. Hey, Wayne, Kev, you do a great job of that, bro. <laughs> Listen, Wayne, you know I've been a fan for a long time. I'll continue to be a fan of you, man. I've just been so impressed with everything that you have done. And, and really, to me, I don't know if you feel this way, but I think you're just scratching the surface of your true potential. I think you're still in the early career section of your Wikipedia page. This is still going to be the first tab. We ain't even getting to the second and third tab. We just at the early career stages. Of your sure. Wikipedia page to me. Sure, man, sure. All right, Wayne. So you got a book coming out. Wayne, tell us what made you want to write a book amongst the other things that you do. What made you sit down and say, let me let me tell y'all my story? Uh, because I wanted to turn my story into a movie. And um, I remember I went to Kenya Barris and his team was like, This should be a book first, because I had nothing on paper to, to show my story. I was just going around town telling it. Mm -hmm. So I just and it and it just I thought about it and I was like, man, you know what? I be trying to, I used to go online and talk a lot, get respiration. I'm like, but people understand my story first. They'll understand and, re, you know, respect and apply it to their lives. Because I had a simple, I had a country simple way of getting through things. And I feel like it'll work for pretty much, pretty much everyone. I feel like, I feel like it was needed. It was the strongest part of me, my story. So tell us that story, Wayne, because I mean, let's go back to, to little country, Wayne. What what was it like? I know you have an amazing piece of story. I want to hear from you in your eyes. What was childhood country Wayne like? Well, well, it was poverty. Mm -hmm. You know, it was poverty, but at the same time, I found peace. I was never angry. Uh, uh, I found God at six years old. I remember whispering mm -hmm. in the in the living room when my mama was back there. I say, me and God got a special relationship. 
I seen things. I talked to a flower one time. A flower talked to me. Uh, so I had this crazy faith that I wouldn't let nobody take from me. I ain't have money. I ain't have a lot of clothes. We have a lot of food. But I would never let nobody take my faith. And, and through that, some things happened. My mom transitioned when she was when she was 32 years old. Mm. She uh, she died when she was 32 with no real man, no sickness. It just she got sick one week and died. And um, and I got through that. And uh, I, I felt strength come after that. I was always okay. And um, then having a lot of kids at a young age, going through that love stage. I had seven kids by the time I was twenty-two. And Ooh, wait, <laughs> pause right there. Where you put them? You put them babies up on the board now, so you can learn after three or four. You know what? Maybe that's enough. Like, how how did you? What how, what age were you when you had your first one? I was seventeen, <laughs> and then eighteen, I had another one. Yeah, me and my baby mama was at graduation together. My last name was Coley. Her last name was Cooper. So I I thought about it. I say. Yeah, if your period came on, and she was like, "No," I was like, "Oh Lord, it's another one." I say, "So that was two, and then after that, man, I had two girls, man, two girls pregnant at the same time. It was just everybody I was touching was getting pregnant. Yeah, and I looked up at twenty-two years old. I had seven kids. I was like, "Oh my God." Why? Why didn't you look up at four? Why? Why did you look up after five? Like three you of just... three of them popped up on me. It was just some girls that my 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 middle three baby mamas. They all got impregnated after one time of dealing with them. Man, and one of them I used protection. I used protection on Angel, but the devil came out. Let me tell you. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> before we go forward, I want to go back. Uh, the Wayne's family always talked about uh, lack, you know, not having resources as what fueled their creativity. They often say as they got more access to resources, they felt it harder to create. Do you think growing up in poverty helped your imagination because you didn't have much with which to play? So you did you create worlds and stories in your own mind? Yeah, definitely. Grow, growing up in that um, poverty in a small country town, because mm. people don't know, like, just fast forward to me doing the skit, the, how I was able to do um, three-minute skits without editing, because I was so country and ignorant to the game, I thought, I didn't know people edited. I thought people shot film movies straight through, so I've, I'm teaching myself how, I'm like, man, it's hard, but I finally <laughs> mastered it, and when I moved to Atlanta, and it was cut, and I was like, Oh, you can edit this. So ha having no resources, man, you go you gonna mess around and figure out. I had to figure out stuff in my own country way. So yeah, being with poverty in a country town with no resources at all. You're talking about we didn't have a Walmart. Wow. Uh you know, our middle school, high school, elementary school is one school. So when you grow up in a town like that, man, you forced to be creative as you can because there's no resources. Yeah. So did, you know, I imagine I'm, I'm a father of two. Um, mm -hmm. I imagine there was infinite pressure on you as a father of seven. What did that, you know, I imagine as a black man from the South with kids, you got to you feel like you got to provide. You got feed. You got to feed these kids. You know, you got to feed these children. Uh, what what did that pressure force you to do? It forced me to go into the dope game. So, you know, <laughs> it's going <laughs> 
I went to the army. I tried the army. I went. I went and got a job at a power plant. But I looked at that check one day, and child support was coming out. I said, I can't afford to take another step. So I sold drugs, and that's what mainly the book is about: is me selling drugs and being a with my daddy. Some daddy he was with your daddy. Yeah, me and my daddy sold drugs together. Y'all had Ghost and Tariq relationship. Oh yeah, yeah. He was kind of yeah, except for. Except for he was Tyreek, because <laughs> if you want to see a big child who's selling drugs, because he's he's a dip he's a dip in the drugs, so mm. he was different sometimes. Yeah, so he he wanted to stay in, and I wanted to get out. So you know of how the game. I want I was using the game to try to get something else going. I was using the money to try to make something else happen. But he was enjoying where we were at. I, oh, I never I never was happy selling drugs. He was happy. We made it to him then. Really? Yep. So what? Let me go back real quick, and then we'll come back to there. What happened with the army? How long were you in the army? I didn't know. Happy Veterans Day. I need to. I need to wish you that. Uh, well, um, I went. <laughs> I went to the army. <laughs> I went to basic training. I ain't go back to AIT. What oh. happened was, you know, I had a had got my baby mom pregnant in eleventh grade, and you know when they start doing, they'll let you go to basic training on the way to twelfth grade. Yeah. And then, after you graduate, you're supposed to come back. Well, I went to basic training, but I didn't come back because they was about to send us to Iraq. I had heard, and and I cheated my way through basic training. I wasn't no good. I told them I was about to send us to Iraq. I had heard. Yeah, they say as soon as y'all graduate AIT, they send y'all straight to Iraq. And they say straight, and I was like, oh, I straight cheated my way through basic training. I wasn't a trained soldier. I cheated on the, the marksmanship test. <laughs> the 15K, I ain't have nothing in my back, backpack but a blanket. They thought it was full. I told them, I know I'm going to die over there. I am for sure. <laughs> and they wouldn't let me out, but I told them, <sighs> I, I got scoliosis. <laughs> and I'm flat-footed. <laughs> and, they, and they ran out my back, and they seen a little curve, and I said, I knew it, because in middle school, they did a test. I ain't tell y'all when I first got in. <laughs> they still send me stickers, though, and say I'm a veteran. Man, yeah. you made it, bro. You went in there, and you, you climbed that rope, man. They can't take that from you, man. They can't take I went to basic training, though. I was, <laughs> and I thought I was about to die the last day, because <laughs> I got dehydrated. <laughs> Thank you for your service, Wayne. I appreciate the sacrifice you gave us for our country. Okay, so you're in the dope game. How long were you? How long was that a part of your life? From 2006 to 2007, I I got caught fast, but but I was I was on I was on I was on ten year probation. You got so caught fast. I got caught fast, so I got ten years of probation. That's when I went and got a job. But 2010, my daddy got out of prison. 2009, I started selling drugs again, and I did quit to 2016. Oh, you was in the game. I was in the game while I was Country Wayne on skits. When I used to have the phone <laughs> in my face, I was selling dope full time. <laughs> so. Listen, Wayne, listen, this is just my idea. I feel like even when black people have to sell drugs, we are just trying to make it out. Like we yeah. we got extenuating circumstances, right? We don't have education. Yeah. We don't have familiar history, a lot of money. We don't have adequate resources. It's unequal access to the labor market. You don't have a lot of choices, Wayne. 
especially in the country town, there was nothing. I, I man, I, I had to sell some drugs. <laughs> what? How big is your town? How? What's the name of it? it, it Millen, Georgia. It was like three thousand people at the time. Wow, Wayne. And then, and then I went to Statesboro, Georgia. It had like seven thousand people. Okay, so just for reference, y'all, my son's high school has five thousand people in it. <laughs> Wayne's town is two thousand people less than my son's high school. That is crazy, Wayne. Yeah, it's crazy, man. So you were selling on probation. What made you decide, like, I really need to stop selling drugs? What was the moment that you had an epiphany and you were like, I gotta, I gotta stop? I got famous on Facebook. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm aware of Country Wayne, but, but then I think I found you probably maybe 2012 or 13. I know it's early in my digital I started, media I started 2004, late 2014, 2015. I was like popping online. I was getting get like okay. seven. Yeah, so that's when I was popping on Facebook. And I ain't quit until the shows started coming in consistently. That's listen, you had a regular nine to five. I tell people in my master class, don't go full-time social media until you cannot do your regular job. Your regular job was just criminal activity. Yeah. I was I was I was selling drugs. I had a nightclub too. So I had a nightclub. Yeah, I heard about that. What was so you used the drug money to start that or run that? Yep. Use the drug money to start a nightclub. Listen, you are no different than the Kennedy family. They'll make you believe, oh, Jay-Z so crap. The Kennedy family were bootleggers too, y'all. Don't just let them put it on us. They used yeah. illegal whiskey to fund their empire. They got that baby in the in the White House. So mm -hmm. Country Wayne built a media empire selling drugs. Hey, we we play hey, the hands, we're dealt. <laughs> it didn't make it over here, though. So that, the, the club got shot up. Uh, that was God tearing down every ill-gotten gain because the Bible says ill-gotten gain has no lasting value. So uh. the comedy, the comedy was the thing that the drug money never touched. This was so I guess that's why it worked because everything else had blood stains on it. Not uh. real. I, I never had a gun, but spiritual blood stains on it. So you know the comedy is the only thing that didn't have none of that on it. Hold on, you sold you sold drugs for seven years and never had a gun. No, I never had a gun because I, I knew I'd use it. I'm too scared, so I'm going to shoot somebody. <laughs> that, that might be the most crazy thing ever. That's a dangerous game to not have a gun in. The other people in this game have guns. Yeah, everybody had a gun except for me, but I, yeah, I didn't have no gun. Did you have your same temperament that we see now when you were in the dope game, or were you, you know, were you mean or were you tough? Were you putting, the, you know what I'm saying, did you have to present hard, or were you, like, smiling and selling drugs? No, nah, I was more like um, I was acting the whole time. So I was, I was like low key. I was like a a silly ghost. Everybody took me serious, but nobody was physically scared of me. But everybody knew I had the juice. I had to work because I was I was re rocking my dope so bad that I always had it. <laughs> but I was mainly Wayne. I was this guy right here. That's why sometimes if people notice, like. Like, I rock with you, I rock with Tony Baker, so y'all get a different side of me. But a lot of people, like I was happy to do this interview. Anything you need me to do, but right. a lot of people in the industry, they get this Wayne. What's up? Because they street. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean it, but I couldn't never open myself up to people because people would take advantage. You know that in the street. Yeah. So Absolutely. I was always, I stuck to myself. I didn't party with nobody, even though I had the clubs. I really wanted to talk to people. It, I was like, People didn't, they seen me a lot, but they didn't. I never let nobody get close to me. That's who I was in the streets. Kind of like I am in the industry now. Right, 
Right. I love that. Listen, you it's it's hard to take advantage of somebody you don't really have access to. Exactly. <laughs> and who don't really need you to do nothing. Like you built your own empire where if you just kept going at this pace, it's hard. And I know Hollywood is like, how can we I want to I want to use him? And you're like, I'd have made my own movie, it's on prime. They're like, God, yeah. dog, he into movies now. That's what we thought we could offer him. Boy, wait, yeah. when I saw that fly, I said, I mean, I gave you a pursuit of happiness clap. I was <laughs> Bro, because people don't know, even with money, that is a huge undertaking, man. That is a, a very hard process. And you yeah, don't have sure. millions of dollars. To be honest, in my opinion, millions of dollars makes that much easier because everybody has one job. You mm -hmm. just Some people just take the clothes from the wardrobe and put it in your trailer and take your clothes. But that's all they do. When you do it yep. on an independent thing, you producing, you ordering lunch, then you got to act, you got to direct, you got to something wrong, the insurance, like you, you trying to act and you also got to worry about uh, the, the lunch order is, is late. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like it's much more difficult. As you go on, it's going to be much easier, but that's why I commend you because I've done it and I know it's really difficult and you got a show to promote. You know what I'm saying? You got them seven kids still there. They yeah, still ten, 10 now. Hold on, Wayne. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I said I had seven by the age of 22. I, I, well, slowed, down. I slowed down a little bit. I'm 35 now, so the last 13 years I only had three. <laughs> I thought that you meant that was the end of that part. You when no, that was it. That was the end of that uh that part. The next baby I had after that, uh matter of fact, yeah, the next child I had after that, uh, I was getting closer to getting out the streets. So I had Melissa. Yeah. Which my mama named and the next child I had when I was 100 legit. I named her Honest. <laughs> she, was the, she was the first child that I was 100 legit and living an honest life. The rest of them was liar, cheetah, hit and lick. <laughs> that was Bible names. You was giving the baby Bible names. This is reflective of where I where I am in life. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go back to your childhood, right? In your book, you talk about you grew up with a drug addicted mom, like. Mm -hmm. You know, and and you don't smoke or drink. So no. is that why you don't smoke or drink? Because you saw the effects? Yeah, I, I think so. Because, and the crazy thing, my mom and dad and, and family was party smokers and drinkers. They was like the rappers. Mm. They weren't even like looking like addicts. It was just like, they'll party, go smoke, smoke some powder, smoke some weed. So I just seen the effects of that. I was like, oh, I'm never picking up the alcohol or, or drugs because... That was the one thing that really stopped them. Everything else they could get through. My mm. father having a bunch of kids didn't stop him. It was the drugs. So that's that's definitely one of the main reasons I don't pick up drugs at all. I don't even like taking medicine. Wow. You, my wife is the same way. She had a lot of family, used drugs, sold drugs. And she when we, she uh, had a C-section, you know, they gave her Percocet. And she was like, no. She took one. And then she was like, nope, I don't like how that made me feel. I don't want to get addicted, so I'm going to just tough it out. I was like, woman, they cut your stomach open. What do you mean tough it out? But she really just stopped because she wow. saw that happen in her life. Wow. Yeah, wow, so that's – because the thing is, you like, you work in comedy clubs, you work in theaters, like, alcohol is everywhere. You know, a friend of mine mm -hmm. said, this industry will give you everything you want. You want money, it'll give you money, pain, fame, power, women, drugs. Like, how do you maintain your head – you know, knowing that all these things are available to you? Because um, when I was young and in, in, in school, having no resources in that country, 
I could never compete because I used to watch Bow Wow them on TV. So I say they got all these resources. So I say at least the only thing I can do is just mind. Yeah. So it's just like, well, one thing I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna beat myself too much. So I just always was that was the thing. I'm like, man, let me if I because I looked at my mom and dad, I said they would have stayed out drugs. Oh my God. So I yeah. was like, I wanted to see who I was sober. Mm. And, and mm. um and 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 that's what it is. So I just I just wanted to see it. I started to see the results of it from my peers when they started drinking. I was like, oh yeah, they can't. When I walk into a room now and I see somebody smoking, smoking too much or drinking too much, I'm like, oh, they in the way. Because right. there's no way they're gonna outthink me. If somebody yeah. outthink me on drugs, I don't need to be here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to be the, I just want to be when I walk in the room, one of the high frequency thinkers. And I know drug does that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what would you say was your favorite chapter to write in the book? And what was the most difficult chapter to write? I think the most difficult one definitely was about my mom because I didn't want people to feel sorry for me. And I knew it was going to bring people emotions. And, um, but the most, the favorite one I, 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 I was ready to write was stay up because mm. that was the main thing in life that people don't understand. You know, you, if you stay up, you know, Jesus died for our sins, but when he came back after three days, uh -huh. that was the thing. So I just, I just knew I wanted people to realize, man, be the best you can be at every level of your, at every level of your life. Because I was ready to share that because that's all it is. Stay up. Like my manager agencies, they only interested in me because I'm up. My kids love me to death. But if I wasn't up, they going to respect yes, sir, no, sir, in the back of their mind. It's like that I wanted people to realize, man, man, be there for yourself. And yeah. I was ready to write that because that's always been my secret. That's always been, and it's really not a secret. It's just stay up, man. Um, know that your enemy's talking about you. If you knew, I tell people all the time, if they knew what their enemies were saying about them, they'll wake up every day. Let me stop playing. Let me drink plenty of water. Right. Let me work on this because, you know, we just don't hear it sometimes. But, yeah, so I was like, that chapter right there, that's the one I really wanted people to understand. Just stay up. Yeah. How did you come up with the title of the book? Um, because I, that was, my, that was my brand in the beginning because I used to say that because I was still selling drugs. So I used to be like, help is on the way. <laughs> and the fans thought I was talking to them. So they was like, yeah, well, thank you, Wayne. I'm like, no, I'm talking to me. I'm trying to get out of these streets. But I just wanted people, uh, throughout my story, after I read it, I'm like, no matter what situation I was in, help was always on the way. Yeah. When, when you, when you wait and be patient. So. I just wanted people to, cause I know people are um, going through things and no matter what it is, I just want to know, trust me, something on the way. Yeah, that was the name of one of your early tours, correct? Yep, it's the tour I'm on now, the tour I'm on now, all help is on the way. So what is it like, man? Cause listen, a lot of people in the dope game or working a regular job, they have dreams of something bigger, right? Mm -hmm. And you actually have pulled yourself out of the hood. You, you went legit. You went from, you know, the phones to, to the clubs, to theaters, to movies, and, you know, God knows where else. Do you ever sit and, and reflect and be like, dang, I'm really, like, like look where I've come from? Yeah, I, I do. I, I do every day. Every day I bring it up. Every day I just thank God because I know, uh, I know, I'm like, man, I could. That's why I'm so grateful for it. Because I was like, man, so many times I wasn't supposed to be here. Like, I. 
you know, the feds came to my house the day after I quit. Really? And I had just cleaned out the house of, of everything. Um, and I was on the way to a show in Brunswick, Georgia. I'm famous right now. I was going to do shows. and and um, But the day after I quit, it was so many close calls I was, that showed me I wasn't, I could not have been here. So every day I'm thankful for everything. I, it's feel like a dream, even me talking to you. I'm like, man, I'm Kevin on stage because I watch you and I'm a fan. And I'm like, man, I get to talk on Kevin on stage because even though I made it, when I look at you guys, I'm like, no, nah, man, they track record is, you could tell the talent, the, the grit, the grind, y'all knowledge. I'm saying, man, they was going to eventually get here. Right. But I'm like, no, I'm like, well, I'm so thankful to be able to talk to you from the Zoom instead of, of um, well, not Zoom, Kevin on stage studios, first of all. <laughs> instead of being in jail, talking through a bar and be like, man, I was the guy that had talent. But man. I, I, I look at it every day, Kev, every day. I'm thankful for it every day. That's amazing. That's really, like, truly, honestly amazing, man. I mean, I... I, I I got my years wrong, but I remember when you came on the scene, I said, man, because you know why you you clicked in my mind. I said, hold on. He's not cussing in these videos, right? Mm -hmm. Your content mm -hmm. made you think, because everybody who's making content like that was cussing, and your funny was on the same level or higher, and it wasn't like, hey, I'm super clean. I'm not cussing. It was like, hold on. Hold on. Let me go back a couple of videos. I don't think I ever heard Wayne cuss, right? So... Mm -hmm. What, how did, is that just how you live your life? Was that a, was that an artistic choice? What it was, was it, so your videos wouldn't get taken down on Facebook? Like, how did you start doing that? Or were you always like that? Um, you know, Les Brown, right? Mm hmm His daughter, um, his daughter, owner Brown, became my manager. Oh, okay. And I was cursing like the first three months. And I went, when I say I went viral, it was like the world accepted me so strong. It was going crazy. Yeah. And then she told me I should stop cursing. So mm. me being the person I am, I was always looking for guidance. I was, I'm never the person. I love to learn. I don't never be the person that think I know everything. I stopped cursing. And and I had to teach myself um, how to keep that same cadence without cursing. So I started using a lot of expressions. So, right. um, yeah, it was her choice. And then when I did it, I didn't see the effects of it um, real fast because I'm like, man, I'm losing the audience because... I had the hood off the real. When I first started, oh, yeah. DCM Fly, I, it was like I grabbed everybody so fast. I believe I would have went on that journey. I would have been a lot of quicker success, but it would have been long, a lot of longevity because I wasn't ready. But right now today, I'm able to do what I do on Facebook. If I was cursing, I wouldn't be able to monetize the way I'm yeah. monetizing. So that was another one of those things. I talk about that in the book. But yeah, it was her choice. Owner Brown, the one told me I should stop cursing. Wow. Amazing. My question for you is this. What do you, I mean, this, you, the 35, that's very young. Samuel Jackson didn't get his first big break till I believe he was like 42, 43. You've already done so much. In your mind, what does the next five, 10 years of your career look like if it goes the way you want it to go? Partnering with those studios. Like if a movie costs 10 million, I'd be like, okay, I got five. Let's use each other's resources. I got this script and I just want to partner. I want to partner with Hollywood and partner with these studios to put out the movies that I see in my mind. Like that's that's where I see it's that's where I see it's going. That's what I'm more ambitious about. Um, 
And of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on the social media path because I think mm -hmm. it's, I think it's growing. I think the ad money is about to explode over there. So I want to be able to start a company, uh, which I'm starting a company now to help other people start the skits on their page. Oh, um, really? Yeah, that's the, that's the main thing. But definitely those those movies, man, the TV shows. I feel like I'm gonna be a cornerstone in Hollywood because I I always had a niche of what I know gonna work. Yeah, and I know how much it's gonna work. You know, uh, even that movie Strange Love, I didn't write that, but I knew it was just gonna be funny, and it's gonna mm -hmm. make it's gonna make what it's gonna make. But I did, I knew what to expect. I didn't think it was gonna make no twenty million dollars. I said that movie do about one point eight over two years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I kind of have a mathematical equation for every ideal I have, and I feel like I'm gonna be partnering with these studios to film these movies. And just bring my own money. Listen, I'm going to tell you what <clears throat> the Lord has spoken into my heart deeply and very loud. Stop spending all of your own money, Kevin. You you got to partner with these people. Because I'm like, I don't need nobody. I don't need nobody. And yeah. then you you pay for everything. You're like, you know, I could use some help. I could use <laughs> a person or two. Because Uncle Sam going to ask for his anyway, whether it's a success or not. You know, so I'm like, you Kev, you ain't got to pay for everything. You know, these other big companies, they partner, they share in the success. I don't have to own 100% of everything. Yeah. 50 is good too. Shoot, sometimes 10% of something worth a billion is still 100 million. Exactly. So I ain't got to have it all because I, I don't want to bear all the risks no more. I done butt my head enough, Wayne. You know, you, yeah. you, you had them kids, I had them taxes. <laughs> Uncle Sam just came back to me. He knocked on my door. He said, hey, man. Oh, uh, you missed up. You you dotted the I, but you didn't cross the T in 2001. Yeah. I said, hold on, my Uncle Sam, I didn't I just paid you. He said, That's great. And I appreciate that. I need everything. I need this. <laughs> I said, man, I just Jesus. So that's the year 40 and on. We got to share, baby. You know, we yeah. got to come together. You For know, sure. uh, I want to say this too, when I ain't gonna hold you up much longer. I want no, no we're good, man. We're good. I'm here. I want to tell you. I mean, not in a like big brother way, just as a fan of yours, I am so proud of what you have done because it is, you know, it is a sight to see, man, when you, when you, when you grow and, and you like, I'm a fan of yours the same way I'm a fan of, you know, Will Smith or, or Michael B. Jordan or whoever. Like when you win, I'd be like, oh my God, man, I remember when I was watching Wayne on my lunch break. I remember when Wayne did this. I remember when he went vertical and when Facebook went to three and a half minutes, he was already on three and a half. When Instagram, I remember when Wayne stopped on Instagram. He said, y'all have to come see me. I remember when Wayne said, okay, you know, never mind. I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back to <laughs> skit or two. I remember I was watching Praise This and I seen, uh, I believe his name is Mike. He was in your skits a lot. He, he was the pastor. And then I saw his IMDb. That man had all kind of credits. I said, hold on. This man was acting for, I knew him mainly from you. Roshanda, I know from you. Like, there's whole people that I'm fans of that legitimately you introduced me to them. And now they go on and do other things. And it's like, you know, the country Wayne effect. Just like a great head coach, you know, creates other good head coaches along with winning. I feel like you have done that, you know, for the black comedy creator community in you know in the south and you know branching out now and that's just truly commendable man i really uh am happy to see when you come out dancing and your theaters be packed it is not a jealous bone in my body i'll be like whoa wait out there three thousand boy yeah. wait out four five thousand wait in san antonio i sell terribly in san antonio i see it behind you i'll be like, well i can go to san antonio i do austin <laughs> I do Dallas or Houston, but I don't really mess with San Antonio like that. I tell y'all, San Antonio, y'all got to come over to Austin. It ain't nothing but an hour fifteen. Y'all used to yeah. that. 
Come on, but Wayne like said that. it. San Antonio tough. Only people do well is Wayne and the Spurs. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you over there. Before I let you go away, tell me if somebody sees your book in Target or Barnes and Nobles or Amazon, what what do you think they will gain if they pick it up off the shelf and they purchase it? Or what do you I hope think, they'll gain? I think it's gonna resharpen their faith. I think they fear gonna fall to the wayside of life. And I think they're gonna reach get that childlike faith again. Um I feel like they're gonna feel like they could do anything, and I think they're gonna start caring about self because realizing you can't care about nobody else much as you care about yourself is impossible. Mm. No matter how much you love somebody, you only can love somebody as much as you love yourself. So I just want people to um, understand that. You can't take care of person number two before you take care of person number one. I think people are going to start feeding the spirit more because we mm -hmm. feed our flesh, but we got to start feeding our spirit because if the flesh is stronger than the spirit, we in trouble. So I think yeah. people are going to take all those things and, and realize it. I think it's going to do more for people than it is for me. Mm. You know, I really do. I think, and, and, and that's going to do a lot for me because my father in heaven, he's my, he pays me for, <laughs> he, he's my, he's my employer. So I, right. when, I, when I feel somebody don't got inspired, I know my heavenly, my bank kind of heaven. Whatever my weird father will say, that ain't nothing. Yeah. Even when my, even my used to be in the negative. I'm like, I think that's just all count. God say I'm good. My father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. I yeah. just, this bank ain't really nothing like that. Y'all y'all looking in that carnal. I'm on that. No. Whoever's our warfare are not carnal. Y'all exactly. in that carnal. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's what people gonna grab, Kel. It's gonna it's gonna really sharpen their faith again, man. So listen, y'all, if you're listening to this or watching this, I need you to get help is on the way, but I need you to order the physical copy. Okay, we need Wayne on that New York Times bestseller list. Right, Congrats, congratulations to you, Kel, man, for being on that. Listen, I, like, I remember I had a, I about to call, I had called you one time, man. How many books you got to sell to get on? The <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you, they told me how hard it is, and it ain't even a one to one because you could buy a hundred thousand books and not get on the list if it's not like it's not a it's a proprietary formula from what they yeah. Show. But the one thing they said is the audio books don't count and. Mm. Uh, independent bookstores are weighted more heavily than Amazon. So if you can mm -hmm. get it from an independent bookstore, a black-owned bookstore, small bookstore, if you can't get it from there, then get it from Target, Barnes & Nobles. And if you can't get it from there, then get it from Amazon because all Amazon is weighted the least. I don't know why that is. That's just mm -hmm. what they told me. So independent bookstore means the most um, and all over the country. So do that for Wayne because when Wayne wins, other black authors win. They can point to and say, Hey, Wayne got a got a memoir. He was on the New York Times bestseller list. I'm a comedian like Wayne. Like, that's how this business works. You know what I'm saying? So that's why we all got to win. Because when we all win, it helps everybody. Not just me and Wayne and DeVal and Kadeen and Tav. It helps the next group of creators. When their book deals come, they can say, how much Wayne get? Let me get that. Because I'm going to get on that list, too. So that's why we need to help everybody, y'all. Help yeah. is on the way. So you, un you understand it, Kel. That's one thing I always... Admired about you, your wife, and your whole circle, you know, just Tab, Tony, yeah, um, to heart. To, if I'm saying his name right, tell him. Yeah, sorry. it's okay. He don't talk good, but we love him. Yeah. But um <laughs> uh y'all man, y'all understand, and that's what I always understood in the game. I always understood the game got to level up, and I feel like yes. comedians don't comedians don't do that enough. One thing about rappers I like, 
they level up the game. So that yeah. way, that's why when a rapper go after some money, he get a lot. Comedians, a lot of self-centered and just be like, me, me, me. But you got to up the game. I used to be on the package shows excited. But then when yeah. I started getting the politics of who going to go first and who going to yeah. do this, I'm like, bro, we all, let's just win and the game level up. So I, I just knew you always understood that, man. I appreciate you and your wife and and I know God appreciates y'all for y'all putting out that positivity, uh, in-house father and mother. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, your kids, man, that's just, it's a beautiful thing, bro. I appreciate it, Wayne. And listen, I'm going to say this out here. We've been talking about this in circles, but, you know, the country, Wayne, Kev, Tony Baker, 85 South, there's a Harlem Nights level movie that we come together like the Avengers. We can share in the resources. We come down exactly. to school in Atlanta. I love Atlanta. Atlanta got a lot of resources. I'll come down to Atlanta. I got my, my, my father in law stay in McDonough. I'll go stay in his basement. He got a great basement. I'll stay down there for a month or two. I love he got a big backyard. We yeah. gotta we gotta come up with something that we could all get our little bit of shine because I know the internet would go crazy. And I think there's enough of us with enough resources. It ain't gotta be my idea, I ain't gotta be the main character. Just yeah. let me let me get in so my people be like, Cat did his thing, Wayne did his thing. Yeah, we, we could be a collective star, an ensemble, oceans eleven type thing. We got to figure it out. We need a group chat with the people. I'm calling all the banners. 85 South, Wayne, Tony, Jess Hilarious, B. Simone. Yep. Come together, y'all. Let's put it in the pot. We must. We Let's must make it happen. I guarantee you, it'll break the internet. And we have it'll... this mindset. And I, my wife and my personal creed is to stop funding everything personally. So mm -hmm. the next 10 years of my we, we got to come together, man. Wayne, sure. I done learned my lesson, boy. Uncle Sam, he 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 he, he ran me the fade, Wayne. I, I know. He that's ran me. People don't know about them taxes, man. That's why. Listen, man. I pay my taxes, man. Listen here. Them, those taxes. <laughs> if people understood taxes, oh Wayne. I think that, that's why I stopped taking deals because I'm like, I need residual money. I don't need to come in too fast. That money, anytime you, they trick you with a check, and right? Like, man, and don't give me no check October, November, December. I need time to, to follow this. <laughs> Gotta do Stop. something else with it, bro. Pay me in January so I can properly <laughs> invest it or do something. Don't pay me right now. Hold it over. I, I had to move it to quarterly. I was like, I can't. I got anxiety waiting till the end of the year. I got anxiety around April. Let me just pay as I go ahead of time because I don't even know what y'all asking for. Let me pay a little bit ahead and all at once. Please. Yep. They make yeah. me pay every month. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they force you to do a payroll check, man. You just got to write your big check. Man. Bruh. Yeah. And that's the thing about us as young people in this game. There's no blueprint for us. Right? We don't have a, uh oh. He popped out. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, I'm back. Yeah. Okay. There's no blueprint. It ain't like, you know, somebody can, oh, Wayne, you know, now you'll be able to tell somebody what to do, but you mm -hmm. had to figure it out on your own the first time. Exactly, so, he, had to, he had to get audited. Yeah, bruh. <laughs> Man, I was at a show in Phoenix, Arizona, and they hit me up. You got a letter, and what? I'm on stage, and it was all white people, and I wanted to ask them so bad. Man, I just got audited. What do I do? Because I, I felt like God had put me enough in the white people to ask that question, because it was a show with all white people, and I don't never do that kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wayne, I feel your pain, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, country Wayne 
Thank you so much for the time, Wayne. Best of luck on your show. Y'all, please, if you're watching this, I'm going to put this out before the book comes out, right? Pretty much I'm going to have a download and put it up. If, you, if you're watching this before the book comes out, pre-order it uh, now. If the book is out, please order. And the most important week is the first week. So get it the first week. That uh, Saturday is when they cut off the sales. I mean, Ooh. they cut off the um, time for the New York Times bestsellers, and we'll find out next Wednesday. We got to get Wayne on there. We got Appreciate to get him it. on there. So please get a book. Buy a couple. Give one as a gift. Tell a friend. Do all that type. You got the extra. Buy four or five. And then later on, get the audio book and all that type of stuff. Really probably listen to it because I imagine it's going to be funnier and more interesting to actually hear Wayne's voice. But get that hard copy so he can get on that list. That's how them people made the rules for the list. Thank you so much, Wayne, bro. I appreciate you, man. I'm going to hit you. For sure. I'm going to hit you, bro. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you, man. All right.